Come on in to Margaret McSweeney's Kitchen for Kitchen Chat, where every week you'll meet chefs, cookbook authors, foodies, gourmets, and just plain people who love to eat. And along with laughter, chat, recipes, and stories about food, you'll sometimes also hear words of inspiration, love, and hope. As Margaret always says, kitchen chat is food for the senses and food for the soul. So grab a cup of coffee, put your feet up on a comfy chair, and get ready to spend a little time with Margaret and her friends. I'm so glad you're joining me today in the Viking La Cornue showroom here at the Merchandise Smart. I'm with my co-host, Chef Jamie Larita, who is the creative director and sure brand am. ambassador for Viking. And we are both just so thrilled to have an icon, truly a celebrity in Chicago, Kevin Bame, who is the co-founder of Boca Group. Welcome to Kitchen Chat. Thank you very much. Icon, that might be a bit overstated, and it makes me sound old. No, (laughs) okay. Well, (laughs) you are the star of Chicago here. (laughs) But we are so excited because we are celebrating, of course, James Beard Awards, and you are nominated at this outstanding restaurateur. Congratulations. And also, I understand that the Boca Group has the most nominations, Jamie, of anyone else in Chicago. Yeah, that's that's pretty impressive. And it's, uh, again, it's a great to have you here in our showroom. Man, Boca Group, you guys are like, you know, have grown so much in the last couple of years. I mean, just in the last three years alone, you guys have gone through so many changes. Tell us about how you sure. feel right now in the moment. Well, it's first of all, it's been, yeah, it's been, it's been a crazy, crazy 15 years. And it even got crazier last year. We did... We've done seven restaurants in 19 months. Oh my goodness! Which, well, which I which wow. I don't recommend to anyone. <laughs> Tell us why. Yeah. Well, you know what? So I mean, listen. If you go way back when, and, and you know, uh, there's been a lot of so the press about how fast we've gone. Mm-hmm. But if you go to the very beginning, we're pretty deliberate about the way we started. You know, right. Boca, Boca opened 15 years ago, <laughs> in 2003, and then we waited two years before we opened a second restaurant, three years before we opened a third, and another two and a half years before we opened a fourth. Mm. So I, we felt like we paced it really well. Right. And then from the time Girl and the Goat opened until Little Goat, we opened seven in three years. Just because we could shake things up. A bit. Yeah, you sure did. Um, yeah, you did. And it was a time in the world when the, the economy had kind of stalled. Mm-hmm. And we just saw kind of a slingshot moment where nobody else was kind of opening up anything. And right. we said, yeah, who are we going to be? Are we going to are we gonna be the guys that just open up a few restaurants every few years, or do we want to really make a big mark and, and turn this into a bigger group? And that's kind of what well, we Well, it's did. funny, because even yes. during that time when the James Beard Awards moved to Chicago, yes. and the Chicago was getting all this notoriety for being the best food city in America. Um, Which I agree yeah, I it agree with too. I mean, that's capital. another that's another point, Margaret. I want to talk to you yes. about um, you guys about. You know, we have this culture in Chicago. It's very you know, boy, it's a fraternal thing. It's very much a group of people that support each other, unlike in other big food cities. I I'm totally, from New York. I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like the relationship between the restaurants here. I mean, you know, the guys that let us entertain you are my friends. The guys that went off right. to you are yes. my friends. Right. I'm friends with. Brendan Sotokoff from Hog Salt. I, I like that part of it. That's why that's why I chose Chicago. Chicago's a choice for me. Yeah. Yes. Um, you know, when I lived, I, I started in the panhandle of Florida. And so to me, the dream always was when I had this little six-table restaurant in 1993 was mm-hmm. maybe someday I'll be able to have a restaurant in Chicago and be able to sit at a table with like the smartest restaurant people around. So tell me, tell me once again, and maybe I missed yes. it, why Chicago? Well, I grew up in Illinois. Mm-hmm. I grew up in Springfield, Illinois. And 
I wanted to be a restaurateur when I was 10 years old. I told my parents when I was 10 years old that I wanted, I don't know how I knew. My parents (laughs) had nothing to do with the restaurant business. I think I was intrigued by, by things that wealthy people ate, like huh. watching like Ooh. dynasty and saying, well, I get why, that. Are they, why are they eating <laughs> oh caviar and drinking champagne? What is it about? The, what's the magic about we just, those things? We just bonded. We just bonded on that. Yeah, we just bonded that made on people that. want to eat those things. I just was fascinated by it. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I felt like I was the guy who could throw a great party. And so yes. that's, those, that was the original basis for kind of how I felt about yes. that stuff. But I didn't know what were great restaurant mm-hmm. cities back then. Originally, when I went down to Florida, I just thought, well, it's on the water. It's close to fish. There are tourists there. There are busy <laughs> restaurants. Great. I'll go there. But then as you figure things out, you're mm-hmm. like, okay, I get it. New York, Chicago, San Francisco. Yes. That's what it was in, you know, in, in the mid-90s. Those were the three cities. And so I looked at those three cities, and I looked at the landscape, and I looked at who I was, mm. and I was a Chicago. I was a Midwestern guy. Right. And Midwestern guy, people were really concerned about hospitality and really wanted to take care of people. Mm-hmm. And really, if you don't have a basis of that, if you don't want to take care of people, I think you're probably in the wrong business. Correct. So to me, that's who Chicagoans were. Mm-hmm. So that's why I came here. So that was always the dream. And I kept trying, I opened up a couple in Florida and I sold them and I came up to Chicago and I'm like, oops, can't afford the city yet. Then I opened up a restaurant in my hometown of Springfield, Illinois, yes. and I sold it and I came up here and I'm like, oops, maybe not ready yet. And then I went to Nashville and opened up a restaurant and then I came here. So all of that was kind of like getting my bachelor's degree, yes. getting my master's degree. And then I'm like, okay, timing. let's see if I can hit a major league curveball. That was kind of my, my thought for Chicago. And so when we opened up Boca and I met Rob Katz, mm-hmm. we decided to partner together Literally, that first meeting of us having a cup of coffee together was like, okay, well, let's open one restaurant together. What's what's the worst <laughs> that could happen? And so glad that we chose Chicago because mm-hmm. there are people that embrace great food. Mm-hmm. They 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 understand great food and understand great hospitality. And I think in this town, if you open up something that's good, you'll find a customer base. Absolutely. It doesn't matter where you put it. They'll come and they'll find you. You said a key word to me. Um, that I believe in and in my business and in my life, it's really about taking care of people and it's about hospitality. Very Every true. time I come into one of your restaurants, that's, you know, not only do you have it down from the famous chef and the well-known chef, the great decor, but it's really, it's the hospitable way mm-hmm. that you guys do it I that I leave that with. It's the hospitality factor and it just resonates big time. And I love that there's a bit of Southern hospitality in your background. Uh, I grew up in... She clutched her pearls. (laughs) I saw you do it. It's true. I grew up in Birmingham, Alabama, as you know, and I understand that a wonderful chef from Birmingham, Alabama actually had an influence. Yeah. Two of the meals meals that shaped my life as a very young restaurateur. One was with Gunther Seeger in Atlanta Mm -hmm. when he was at the Ritz-Carlton at Buckhead, and another was with Frank Stitt. Um, Highlands and Bottega. And he came down and did a dinner too at at Criola's uh, in Great Beach, Mm -hmm. Florida. And I remember going to that and having five minutes with him and and talking to him. And what I marveled at years later and didn't quite understand Mm -hmm. back then was it was harder for him to do what he did in Birmingham than it is doing it in a big city. When you're in a big city, you have a ton of people that are sourcing food that you can piggyback and do all these things. And you have a giant talent pool. He opened this unbelievable world-class restaurant in Birmingham. And so I've just always been, I've just been a huge fan of Frank Stitt my my whole life. So. Oh, and Kitchen Chat, we love him on here. And I interviewed him last year, Jamie, on Kitchen Chat. And I love that Highlands Bar and Grill, he's up for his 
10th nomination. Yeah, I am just it. hoping it this is the year that Highlands are grilled. Absolutely. But on a side note, and, and you'll find this interesting, Jamie. So I grew up in Birmingham and it was just a dearth, a desert of any type of fine dining. And my dad, and this is the reason I do Kitchen Chat, is right. to honor him, started a gourmet club in Birmingham oh, just wow. to bring that palate. Um, so but we were just thrilled when when Chef Frank stood Opened up Highlands Bar and Grill. That's amazing. I'm, I'm keeping my fingers crossed for him. Yes, week. absolutely. But you have been through such a journey from Seaside to Chicago. And I was watching uh, a video that I found very interesting, Kevin, yes, uh, on the James Beard uh, website that where you talked about, and I never heard the story, your hair yes. catching on fire. Yeah. Can you share with us what sure. happened in the kitchen for my, that? My third day of being a restaurant owner. I reached down to put a piece of bread in the oven, and the pilot light had gone out. And so I reached out to put it in, and the oven blew up in my face and caught my hair. On fire. What year was this? 1993. <laughs> Wait, 93. So what hairstyle did you have? Did you have like really so long? You know what? I had, so you know, like, it's, it's kind of like this, kind of like this hairstyle, but even longer. Oh, so no. it was yeah. so long, it like went all the way back, and like the, the hair would like fall off my face, which actually saved me because I reached out and like the hair probably fell in front of my face and it caught my hair on fire, and I had to. I was so bummed because, well, first of all. I was on fire, so that's a bummer. You still are. So. You still are. As a bald man, as a bald man, I'm sitting here thinking, first of all, you get a great profile. This guy's got actor looks, right? Doesn't he yeah. look like he's like oh, Cary Grant? But you, your bangs were all long and on fire, and this bald guy's being like... <laughs> well, your beard could catch on fire. Correct. Hopefully that doesn't happen. I'm growing it for the beard awards. Go there we go. Yes. Well, my, my partner at the time, Teresa, had to put my hair out. And then I spent the night in a Destin hospital. Um, my oh, so entire face. Got, oh, oh yeah, my whole entire face was singed. Oh, I went in an ambulance to the hospital. So wow. I, my face was completely scabbed over. And then, you know, I had to basically shave my hair, which oh. was brutal. Oh, um, poor. <laughs> I, I, remember not poor knowing, I remember not knowing how bad my face was. And I wow. was in a hospital room with, a, with, with an older man. And his grandson ran in. And he ran in and gave his grand, grandfather a hug. And then he turned to me and he goes, whoa, what happened to that guy? And wow. I'm like, oh, I hadn't seen my face yet. And I'm like, oh, that's not good. That's not good. But so, it healed. Oh, and everything was fine. But that's, that was the beginning of my career. Yes. Was this oven blowing up my face, kind of not knowing what I was doing. And, you know, this little restaurant hidden in the shade mm. of Seaside. But I was kind of lucky that it was hidden in the shade and only at yeah. six tables because I could make all these mistakes and kind of mm-hmm. learn things the right way. And mm-hmm. kind of what I learned the most there was that m- my own personal brand of hospitality, mm-hmm. which I think was pretty authentic, mm-hmm. worked because I really wanted to be nice to people. Mm-hmm. I mean, on a daily basis, I was I, I was a, I was a nice kid, and I mm-hmm. wanted I really wanted people to be happy in my restaurant. I, I took it really personally, and yes. so I, I figured out okay. This 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 works. Yes. That's that's yes. the Lord calling. I'll be right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the Lord calling. Table for two. Yeah, exactly. Um, Lazy Days Cafe. Um, that was the name of the first place. Wow, what a beginning! What a launch! It was it was a crazy beginning, and and so you know I ended up selling that restaurant, and I opened up. Um, a wine bar, sushi bar, rock and roll bar. Love it. Live rock and roll seven nights a week, sushi till two in the morning, and we did rock and roll every single night. I was like, what are my favorite things? A hundred wines by the glass, sushi all night long, and live rock and roll. And people in 1994 in CSA were like, 
what? We are bonding on so well. many levels. I mean, this is, <laughs> it's, it's like, it, it, this is all about fun. You're, you seem like yes. you're having a really good time. You're living your dream. You yes. talked about, you talked about the past, right? So yeah. let's, let's go to like new. What's new? Yeah. What's new? So there's a lot that's new. Like I said, we opened up a lot of restaurants in a short amount of time. The, 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 the very newest restaurant is Belmore, mm-hmm. which is, um, Jimmy Papadopoulos is a great chef. He was at Bohemian House. He was Eater's Chef of the Year. And uh, there was a moment about maybe a year and a half, two years ago, where Lee Wolin, who's our chef partner at Boca, nominated yes. for a Beard Award this year, came to us and also our chef at, at Somerset, came to us and he goes, hey, he goes, he, goes, he goes, hey man, that guy at Bohemian House can cook. Now, Lee doesn't say a lot of that. He doesn't throw around a lot of compliments. I was like, really? So Rob and I were like, oh, that's interesting. And he goes, and then a couple months later, he was like, hey, Jimmy'd really like to meet with you guys. Do you think you'd meet with him and give him some direction? And we go, we'll meet with him, but we're not opening up a restaurant with him. There's no way we can add another restaurant to the schedule, but we'll meet with him. And we met with him and he just was such a beautiful soul. We just loved him so much. We were like, you know what? Why don't you cook for us? Just, just, and we told Lee, it's out of curiosity. We're not, we'll give him some more direction. We're not opening up a restaurant. There's no way we can open a restaurant with him. And you learn a lot from a chef when you do a tasting with him. We've done, you know, I don't know, 300 tastings with chefs over mm. the years. The way they dress for the tasting, the way they write their menu, the way they clean their kitchen up, the way they work well with others. If they're mm. doing it out of one of our kitchens, he did it out of Boca's kitchen. And he came with this piece of parchment that he had burned the edges of. And he did a stamp, a wax stamp in the corner that had a B for Boca on it. And, and he dressed impeccably and everybody loved him in the kitchen. And the first bite we had was this oyster pie that's oh. come, become kind of Instagram famous. And we were just like, we took the, we ate the first dish and we're like, if any of the other courses are anywhere near this, we're doing a restaurant right. with them. We're sliding it in. He's so, like, I'll show you. There you go. Yeah. So that's, restaurant. that's Belmore. We put, wow. we put the team together that we use a lot. Karen Harold from Studio K who designed a beautiful, gorgeous restaurant that looks like a French manor. Oh, um, yeah. and we decided to do, you know, something fancy again. We wanted to do yes. something, um, elevated and elegant and, um, it's, it's, it's kind of fairly feminine looking inside, which is, which is, which is lovely. And, um, and we're doing lunch and dinner there and it's killing it. Oh, so that makes that me happy. Great. And it makes me happy for Jimmy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's changed Jimmy's life sure. and he's yes. really happy. And he's what a, what a great, what a great opportunity for a chef to be able to go into your organization, knowing that you have the infrastructure mm-hmm. to allow them to be and stay creative. I think as a personal, you know, I'm a chef myself and to have an opportunity like that as a chef who doesn't, you know, sometimes they're just artists and they need the stage and the, and the uh, opportunity to create. You guys give them that stage and knowing yes. that they have that backbone of in- infrastructure it's got to be a relief for them. Yeah. I think so. I think that's part of the pitch mm-hmm. when we have these conversations. This is like, listen, we believe in your talent. Mm-hmm. We don't want to change anything about it. We want you to cook your food. How about we build this around it? And, you know, Rob and I are, are very into design. Mm-hmm. So then going through that process with them where, the, where they're part of this design process. And then, you know, obviously we're really into hospitality. So we're really great at training. So we have this backbone of training for them. And then they can just go and create and be in the kitchen. Oh, that's heaven. And be in that's test that's heaven. Six yeah, that's heaven. That's heaven. And, wow. and, then, and then we can build this thing together. And like, I mean, I really truly believe that if you're doing it right, mm-hmm. opening up of a restaurant should be fun. Yeah. I mean, it well, it's, it's all also, about energy. It's also, it's also, it, can I say curse word on here? Yeah, please. It's also a bitch. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> First time bitch was said on Kitchen Chat, and I'm glad it came from him. It's also 
going to test you yes, if yeah, you're yeah. doing it right. But well, what doesn't it like? Right. Anything, anything oh, worth course. having in life has a pay-in process. Absolutely. Yes. It's like paying into a pension. You know, right. it's like there'll be redemption at the end of it, I promise you. But yes. if you want to open up something great, it, it's going to test you. Yeah. So I'm, I'm actually relieved when you're opening it up at the beginning mm-hmm. and something happens. Or, you know, I find myself sitting alone in the corner crying. Um, oh. There is a picture of me that exists. That, Where is it? It's yes. on my Facebook. We're gonna it's on my that. Facebook. We're going to flash me sitting it. On the, sitting, me sitting on the stairs, the picture right here. Um, uh, sitting on the stairs of Belena crying during that opening. Wow. That's when you know. Wow. So, an emotional kid. Yeah, I'm an emotional kid. Yes, it is a huge... Sagittarius. Sagittarius. Oh. <laughs> so... I always talk about, you know, uh, emotions as ingredients mm-hmm. and fear to me mm-hmm. is a, a motivator. <laughs> I always say, if you don't wake up afraid and um, you're not using the, the fear as your fear. motivation, you're right. not doing the right thing. I used to say that if I wake up and I'm just slightly, uh, if I'm just slightly queasy, then I'm doing enough. And if I'm right. sick to my stomach, I'm doing too much. Right, I, like that. I, I don't even want to be crazy anymore, <laughs> right. but I do. I think every restaurant that opens mm-hmm. up, that there's a sense of fear for myself and for Rob. Sure. And Rob is great. Yes. He's amazing. They're the dynamic duo. And and Rob is, you know, I think Rob probably wakes up at three o'clock in the morning more than I do, but I still, (laughs) well, I wake up at three o'clock in the morning every night, but that's part of my own crazy sleep. 3.15, done. Oh, wow. Me between three and four o'clock in the morning. You should text each other. Wow. At 3.15, 3.15 to 3.33, I'm up. Every wow. night, I'm, every day. You know what? I'm like, it's I'm the like, heaven's I'm like, You know, what I've learned about that is that there is a frequency that wakes you up, and yeah. a lot of it is the energy that you're creating around you. Um, you're in tune. That's that's all good news. Yeah. Yeah. Be, and I want to give this person some love because I don't think I've ever given this person love. Mm. Like Let's do it. Let's give a little love. Yes. Is my my first real chef, my chef at Indigo Wine Bar in Seaside, Florida. In, in 1995, passed away. This is what Aww. I'm talking about, kids. You just gave me chills. He was 20. He was 27 years old. Um, I was the last person to be with him. We had a we had a Heineken at one o'clock in the morning, and he went home and he had a heart attack in the middle of the night. Um, mm-hmm. He had a, he had a heart condition he didn't know about. That was the the most shocking thing that ever happened to me. So maybe it's maybe it's Glenn. Aww. It's not even amazing. Maybe it's Glenn, I, maybe I have it's, these chills all over my maybe body. It's, wow. Maybe it's maybe it's Glenn telling me I did okay. You did okay. He, I, I call he, these hugs from heaven. Me. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So Glenn, um, I'm, I was always sad for Glenn because mm. he was a great chef and he was doing all his work before really the internet age. Mm. You know, he was very young. So you Google Glenn Fullen Chef and nothing comes Aww. up. Hmm. Well, so we will say his name here. There right. you go, Glenn. Glenn Fullen. Yeah, there you go. And, God bless. and he had yeah. a great impact on your. He did. Career. He did. Yes. He taught me a lot. So I that have another question for yeah. you that that I think we all can mm-hmm. we all can answer. So you get to a, if you don't mind me asking, how old are you right now? I'm 47. 47. So you're yes. right in that zone. So you, you're going to be 50. Wait till you turn 50, because then you're going to say another swear. <laughs> Life um, is just beginning. When you, when you turn 50, it's the it's the <laughs> F at 50s. My 50th birthday party is going to be. Oh, I be there. yes. Be there. One yes. heck of a party. Yes. So when you no, turn no 50. No cameras. No When you no turn 50, <laughs> I can just tell you, when you turn 50, I never knew my age, ever. I, mm-hmm. I, I would get my age wrong all the time and never really thought about it until I turned 50. When you turn 50, it's a game changer. It's like all the things that you... It's all about like, I call it the F at 50s. And uh, you just basically turn around and you do things that are really, really important to you. And you want to take care of others, but you start to get a little self-ish at 50. More things about yourself. So that said, with all this success and all this work and all this energy that you're putting forth, what do you do for Kevin? 
It's a good question. Mm -hmm. So uh, 2017 was a brutally hard year. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we, all of those openings, I decided to move at the same time. Belena, one of our restaurants, burned down. Oh. Yeah, we saw I, that. I, had a, I had a close friend that passed away. There's a lot mm. of stuff that was happening. And I came out of it with this kind of uh, anxiety and stress mix that was, that was really bad. Mm. And, you know, I think that, that happiness is, a, is an active pursuit. It's not a passive one. Right. You, know, you just can't sit there and say, hey, happiness, come grab me. Right. So I came out of it looking at life in a different way. And a few things that I've adopted are... Everything in 17, I was either thinking about something that had just happened hmm. or worrying about something that was about to happen. Hmm. And I lost all these moments by not being present. Yes. And so my big thing right now is anytime I'm in something, it's like the only moment that's important is, is this moment right now. Yes. I'm, in, I'm in it right now. This moment sitting with you two right now is the only thing that exists and the only thing that's important right now. And that's been kind of my theme. So important. For, for this yes. year. And I, and, I've, and I found a lot of peace in it. Oh, my God. Oh, so, wow. That's amazing. So a combination of, of that and finding a yoga mat at least three times a week. Very important. And, um, you know, uh, being in a gym, totally, you know, another two days a week on top of that, the gym's really, really important to me. Mm -hmm. Finding some time to sweat. Being... Being with my family. Who are, yeah. you have the most beautiful children yes. in life. Thank you. I saw this vacation you were on recently. We were in Bora Bora. Oh, which was like, I'm looking at those pictures and I'm like, I've always wanted to go. And I'm like, oh my God, that's my dream vacation. It's hard to get to. I wasn't. Oh. Ain't easy to get to. That's that earning process. Yeah. Yeah. You yes. got to earn it to get yeah. to Bora Bora. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Wow. And what do you eat? What's yeah, I was about to like? say, what yeah. was the so food? I eat a lot of, the way that I eat, I eat a lot of Japanese food. I said, oh, I said that okay. Rob and I... Um, of uh, the 14 lunches and dinners I have mm -hmm. throughout the week, I would say six of them are Japanese. Wow. So I, I, don't, I, I eat pretty clean, very yes. healthy. You know, yeah, do I have some cheat meals? What is your favorite cheat food? Oh, gosh. Um, really good question. My, my guilty pleasure that yes. I don't tell anybody about, like that I, that I still crave to this day that comes from my childhood, mm -hmm. Is peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Oh, I still I love, love great bread, peanut butter, <laughs> crunchy or smooth, crunchy okay. for sure. <laughs> but you know, listen, not everything that we serve at all our restaurants is healthy. Right. Of course. You know? Is it emotionally I'm going to go eat some, some beautiful, unhealthy Chinese food at Duck Duck Goat. It's going to be yes, super tasty. Yeah. Chef Stephanie. So, yeah. Standard. So, yeah, listen, I, 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 I love bread. Um, when I'm eating really healthy, I don't eat much bread. So when I'm cheating, I'm definitely going to get, I'm definitely going to get some pizza. bread. Pizza is oh, my yes. demon. Pizza is <laughs> my demon. Pizza is life. It's and so good. Pizza is life. That, it's so good. Last night, true. Well, I'll give you a story. Last yes. night, uh, the kids got pizza. We, we live in Gold Coast and Lou Malnati's is right there. And mm. my wife went and picked up some pizza for the So kids. you're in the danger yes. zone. So, as far as so I, I go, I'm not eating that. <laughs> so I, I ordered some sushi. So I have sushi and there's, and sitting on the counter is some Lumelized pizza and some mozzarella sticks. And my, ah, and, and then in your next to it is my sashimi plate. <laughs> Dang it. And yes, I, I had two bites of, of, some, of some pizza. I had to. You I had to. You myself. can't. That's torture. I, I think <laughs> deprivation I is it. the worst form of starvation. When you deprive yourself like that. The only thing that's important is that right now is this pizza right here. So right. I've been juicing, yeah. Kevin, for the oh. past like yeah. six weeks. I lost probably 18 pounds in the last. And I know that feeling. Uh, but when you're dedicated to your health like that, everything changes, right? Everything. It when does. you're in tune mm -hmm. to like how you feel and you're really like 
polishing your temple. It's um, there's nothing better than, especially at you know when you start getting up there in age. It's like you start feeling really, really good, and then you're good all the way around. Yeah, yeah so that's I think true. Which, you only get one good. Of these. Exactly. Absolutely. So what you put in, what you put in, you surely get out at the end. So. That's right. Yeah. So back to Chicago. Yes. I know in our conversation four years ago, you had hinted that there might be a possibility outside of Chicago. Has anything happened with that? Or what's on? Okay, okay. All right. That would be the next. We went through the now and the moment. Now the next. Yes, so we're (laughs) we're looking and we have narrowed it down to a couple cities. Oh. Um, And uh, we're looking. Very strongly at a couple of deals right now. Wow. So I That's think that exciting. soon there might be something. Great. Good. We will. Announced. Maybe this soon. is exciting. Well, I feel like it's, you know, I've always seen, you know, from afar, I'm always out there working. And Margaret, of course, is always out there passionately interviewing yes. foodies and chefs and gourmands around the world. You are definitely one of the people that I look at and say, I respect what you do. Um, I love what you do because as a chef and as an entertainer and as somebody that loves hospitality myself, I give that to, you know, the celebrities that I work with on the road. And now here in the merchandise mart, um, I look at you as somebody that I say, I would have done it just like that. And I'm, I I am also a bitch when it comes to the details, (laughs) but the pearls again, when it comes to details, you understand that. Then this is why you're so successful because you get it. It's all everything in tune, the food, the mood, the music, the style, the energy, and the kindness that you have. Everybody that works for you seems to share yes. that mentality. You're spreading the, and it was funny, I met you guys not too long ago. I think it was last year at your um, party, and you guys are out there on the dance floor celebrating. How important is that in life to get out yes. there and dance, right? A hundred, a hundred percent. I'm trying to get him on Dancing with the Stars. (laughs) (laughs) Dancing with the Food Stars. Hopefully there'll be some dancing this year. Dancing with the Food Stars. We'd love to bring home one this year. Dancing Um, with the Food Stars. Four nominations this year. Boca's up for Best Service in America. Mm -hmm. Gallus is up for Best Pastry Chef in America. Lee Wollin's up for Best Chef Great Lakes. And then... Oh, you this is great. You and you yourself? have outstanding yeah, restaurants. Yeah. I mean, you must be like, this is like living the dream. Come on. This is the, 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 kid, the kid with his hair on fire in Panama City, <laughs> Seaside, visual. Florida, at a six-table <laughs> restaurant. They were plastic resin tables. I mean, yeah, I pitch myself all the time. Good for this you. This is um, great. Oh, mean, congratulations. I've, I've, obviously yes. been, I've obviously been super fortunate. And you, know, you said something about the people that work for us. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, we, we've always hired the same way. Do we like them? Do we think they're smart? Mm-hmm. Um, and, that, and that's gone a long way. So I think most most everybody around us that works in the company was hired on 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 those credentials. Uh, and you're attracting you're attracting that person. You're attracting that culture. I'm a big believer in the energy and and the people. Just like here in our showroom. Mm-hmm. By the way, what do you think of our showroom? Yes, Listen, this thing is gorgeous. <laughs> I'm sure you guys you, use Middleby products in all of your restaurants. Do you have jade? jade we, have yes. lot, we have a Chef lot of jade. So mm-hmm. the um, the kitchen suite at Girl and the Goat, famous kitchen suite at Girl and the Goat, all jade. Great. Um, custom jade open hearth grill at uh, GT Prime. Wow. Uh, jade and the Boca Kitchen. Wait till you see yes. some of the new innovation that we're yeah. coming out with. That you're going to freak. There's a couple of things. Are you going to be at the restaurant show this year? The I will be, yeah, at some point. I'll, I always walk through. Yeah, make sure point. you stop by the Middleby yeah. booth, and you'll see some really fun stuff that's happening here. And, yes. uh, yeah, well, thank is, you. This is beautiful. Thank you. Appreciate yes. it. And so I always like to end Kitchen Chat with three tips for the home chef. Oh. 
Do you like to cook? I didn't even ask you if you like to cook. You know what? It's funny. I do do like to cook. Um, But there were so many years where I didn't. Yeah. If you go back to the beginning, my first restaurant was two people. My second restaurant, you know, there was just two sushi chefs. So I had them teach me how to roll. If we got really busy, that I could roll. And back then I was intrigued by it and liked the process and that sort of thing. And now my wife's taking kind of taken over the, the cooking duties. And I only, yeah. cook every, only cook every once in a while. Let me ask mm. you but, a favor, Margaret. Yeah. Can yes. I also like think about those three tips and then yes. add one tip that if somebody's watching this, that is that person that's about to set their hair on fire. <laughs> um, it's the person that has the dream, the person that is, has that guttural um, knowledge within themselves, because I think you're born with that. Yes. Um, you don't have to go to a great college. You don't have to graduate from high school. You just have to have that mm-hmm. gut. Yes. And if there's one thing you can speak to that person af- after you give those three tips that you would like to say based on and, and learned from yes. all the experience that you have to make that person um, make that move, what would it be? To make that move great. into the restaurant business? Whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It could to whatever. Be, uh, yeah, whatever. Right. whatever their dream well, here's, is. Here's my yes. tips. You know, I, we, I, I love to entertain, too. Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing is, just like in restaurants, sourcing is unbelievably important. So, so sourcing. Where, where, yes. you're, where you're getting your food from, you know, Mass. where you're getting your fresh fish okay. from, where you're getting your produce from, go to Green City Market, support yes. local farmers, and buy great food. Because that's, where okay. it, that's yeah, 90% true. of mm-hmm. it. Two... I think a lot of times people throw big dinner parties. People come and they really want to be impressive. And, you know, maybe they pull out the 11 Madison Park cookbook and they want to, you know, master one of Daniel's. I think sometimes cooking simple food, especially if you have great product, really, really well Mm -hmm. is how you're going to impress people. I got my heart. Season correctly. (laughs) My heart heart with wings. Keep it it simple. Keep keep it simple. Isn't that the always the way? Yes. Very true. Use great product. So that's two. Mm Mm-hmm. Take your time. Take your time. Because okay. what about God's trains? <laughs> Run on time. She told, she, I'm going to get a tattoo across that. my forehead. Margaret says about time. She says God's trains run on time. And just when you think that train is not in sight, it comes around the bend. And there comes yes. there comes the opportunity. So those are three amazing tips. Yes. Give that guy or that girl, that yes. person, the motivation. One thing. I feel like knowing, doing all this, it's, like just, it's just that. You know, I love Jim Carrey. I met him mm. when uh, when he filmed the Truman Show. We yeah. got to I cater, love him too. We got to cater the dailies. And I never met he's, him. Google him. Google like Jim Carrey and meditation and Buddhism. And he's he, says, he says a lot of great mm. stuff. He sure does. One of the things he says, he goes, he he watched his father, who really was this very funny guy who wanted mm. to be an actor, who became an accountant. Oh. And he his dad lost his job, mm. and they were homeless for a while. And he said the the biggest thing he took out of that was. You can be a failure at something you didn't want to do. So why not, why not go for something that you actually want to do? Build a life around something that you want to do. And I don't think people think about it enough. Like, what exactly what do I want to do? Take money away. Mm-hmm. Take education away. Take talent away. What is this thing? And can I get there then? I mean, as a young kid in Springfield, Illinois, I mean... I didn't have any money when I dropped out of college. Yeah, I had $500. Sure. I what resonate. I wanted to do was open up a restaurant. Mm-hmm. I wrote something down. I still have the spiral notebook, and it says on it, enough, move to Florida, work two jobs, save everything you make off one, bank, every, uh, you know, live off of the other, and eventually you should have enough money to open up a restaurant. I mean, it's, I mean, I didn't know if that was 25 years yes. or if it was, or if it was, 
two or three. I didn't know how long that was going to take me. I didn't even know how much a restaurant cost, but I was like, kind of makes sense to me. And that's actually exactly what happened. Wow. So, and how many restaurants have you opened up since then? Think, since you I, wrote enough? I think 25 or 26. You know, we were, it's 26. And here we are. This is another question. I know we were trying to end the show, but I have another question, quick one for you. So in my mind, Chicago being the city that it is, the food city that it is, and all of these restaurants, all of these choices, sometimes I'm looking at that and I'm in my home and I'm like, God, there's so many places I can go tonight. And by the time you make a decision as to where you want to go, you wind up staying home. Do you think, especially in Chicago with the restaurant bubble just growing and growing and growing, is there an end to that? Is there a, bur- a bubble that will burst? I mean, I how do you feel about it? I think it kind of bursted a little bit last year. Yeah. I think that, I think you saw a I lot feel of the people. same way. That's why I asked you the question. I think you saw a lot of people close last year. I think that um, there's a, a lot of restaurants open in a short mm-hmm. amount of time. Right. It wasn't sustainable. Right. Um, obviously, we're part of the problem. We're opening up. We're opening up a lot of restaurants. <laughs> Um, you know, we, we have one at Wrigley Field that opens in 17 days. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Um, That's great. Uh, Dutch and Docks. It's the corner of Clark and Addison right across an historic marquee, 300 feet from home plate. <gasps> wow. Chris wow. Pandell, our chef from yes. Molina from Swift yes. & Sons, is the executive chef. That's not um, going to suck. Is great. But, but, then, but then we go, we'll, then it's an, another year before something else opens. Mm-hmm. So we even said, you know what, we're going to back it up. We're going to slow mm-hmm. it down a little bit. I'm so, so glad you, I'm so glad yes. you answered that question. You know, that was uh, and you're an honest man. That was a very honest answer. I feel the same way about mm-hmm. that. And, and I felt like last year was that year as well. You saw so many restaurants just go by the wayside. And it's mm-hmm. just like, it can be, there could be, you know, there's a bubble that does that does burst sometimes. And, so and it's a great restaurant. I mean, we I think there th- there's at least three or four Mission Star restaurants that yes that closed. Yeah, which is a bummer. All of that. Yes. Well, between but yeah, between Grace, Grace mm-hmm. and sixteen, that was five Michelin stars right, right yeah. there. No, I wow. Agree. So wow. But more stars on the horizon, yes. and you are creating them, and you are a star, and we're just so So don't honored. forget to stop and see. Margaret and I are going to be on the red carpet this year for the yes. James Beard Awards. Stop by, stop by, stop by, and tug on the beard, and we're looking forward to seeing all the people. You can ask me what I'm wearing. Totally going to do that. We're going to be Ryan Seacrest and Juliana Rancic on the carpet. You've been an amazing <laughs> yes. guest. I love um, hearing your story. I feel like we resonate, all of us resonate yes. on, you know, the, the ingredient being passion and kindness. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're a very cool person. So thanks for coming. Yes. Thanks. Thanks for letting me sit in this incredibly gorgeous space. Come I appreciate down, Come it. down and see them at the Viking Show. Sweet 137. Yes, sweet 137. It's gorgeous. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much again, Kevin, for, for being me. on Kitchen Chat. And thank you, dear foodie friends, for joining the fun here in the Viking La Cornu showroom. Please make sure you visit kitchenchat.info, also vikingrange.com for more inspiration in your kitchen. And check out Boca. Please come to Chicago and check out the wonderful restaurants here. And always remember to take a moment and savor the day. Thanks for joining Margaret for Kitchen Chat today. Margaret would be so excited for you to drop by and visit with her at kitchenchat.info, where you'll enjoy podcasts, blogs, recipes, tips from chefs, and even great giveaways. She invites you to share your recipes and kitchen stories, too. As Margaret always says, savor the day.